Hello and welcome back to the Bayside Hut. I'm your host Andrew, I'm here with Aaron, and today we're talking about if free will even exists. Hey guys, it's been a while since our last Andrew episode with me and Andrew. Yeah. And uh, Andrew just got back from his Hawaii trip, and you know, we're two weeks into summer, and uh, hope you guys enjoy this one. Okay, so I guess right off the bat, like the intro itself is kind of a big question of does free will exist? So I'll explain myself. Um, so, what I really mean by that is um, when you're born into this world, you're born into circumstances that you have no control over, whether that be like economic status or, you know, the parents that are present in your life, how people treat you, how you're brought up is really all factors that you have no control over. You're kind of just, the, the life is kind of just thrust upon you, you know? And so as a result of that, uh, the choices you make and the choices you have access to even are, uh, different. So... I guess what I'm saying is, uh, before we get to the whole free will thing itself, what I'm saying is that your life could be out of your control even from the beginning because you didn't decide on anything. You didn't decide to be born, you know? Um, so I guess, Aaron, what do, you, what do you think of all that? And then we'll, we'll move more towards free will itself. But first we'll start discussing like circumstances when you're born. I mean, yeah, basically, like Andrew said, people are not just they, people didn't choose to just be born they also get born with uh yeah like uh, attributes yeah. and like we have things like autism uh diseases mm -hmm. um and of course like your sexuality you yeah. can't can't control that either yeah. and all those elements uh economic status all those elements race yeah and people can say oh that stuff doesn't matter and while you can do things to change your course yeah. in life, like say um, you you grew up in an unfortunate condition, like you were poor or something, those things do matter in your life as a whole in the long run. Mm -hmm. Like, um, you know, it can affect like what job you get and like what's your income and like just your overall quality of life and that yeah. stuff and that's why the question episode is like does free will even exist and i'm gonna answer right now and say probably like sure of course free will exists we when we um when we grow up we make our own decisions for ourselves and stuff and i i believe that the the fact that we get to do what we want in most places though yeah that's the thing and also the location that brings up the location of where you're from where mm -hmm. you're born i mean we have places in africa that still practice gen uh, genital mutilation yeah yeah and horrible shit like that so um i mean i do think free will exists but in some ways you could say it doesn't i'm actually gonna go out on a limb here and i'm gonna say it doesn't exist i think okay. free will is an illusion and so um, I guess it's kind of like, let's say you're a person that has a, like a badly paying job and so you're living in poverty as an adult. Um, can you be blamed for that? Because let's say you were born in unfortunate circumstances. You had, I don't know, neglectful parents or you just, you didn't have like, you know, a mom and a dad and you had poor education because you were born into an area that's underfunded. So as a result of that, you did bad in school 
you couldn't get into college um, and so then your job you know is low paying it's like I don't know physical labor and you can't do anything about it can you really be blamed for that I mean even if you wanted to work hard the circumstances of which to get to that college level you would have had to work much harder than say someone that grew up in a privileged family in a rich neighborhood you know yeah you're you're working harder to get to the same level as everyone else and you know that's that's a privilege from you know those people that are better off but you can't be blamed for um your life going poorly because right off the bat um you were already at a disadvantage and i'm not saying that that's an excuse i'm not saying that you know you shouldn't work hard or that you know everyone in any situation can just get off scot-free but I am saying that there are certain aspects that um, made it exponentially more difficult. Yes. Yeah. And this also brings up the fact that some, like, a lot of reasons why people are born in, in uh, situations where they inherit, like, hard hardships is mm-hmm. because of what happened before then. Yeah. So we're talking about, like, Maybe here in America, you could bring up the fact for African Americans, like, list slavery, yeah. systemic racism, and stuff like that, and how, like, um, the stat- the statistic that, like, um, black families compared to, like, white families are poor yeah. on average. And it's a perpetuated cycle. That yeah, it's a cycle. Yeah. Or, I also, I f- read this recently, the stereotype that um, black people can't swim, that's because of segregation. And why they can't swim. So stuff like small stuff in that, and we all know that history affects the present a lot. And stuff like that is also why people are born with these uh, these hardships. Yeah, I mean, and I'd say even history affects every aspect. I mean, not only do you not control the circumstances of which your opinions and um, your knowledge is formed, you know, through like your upbringing. Not only can you not control those aspects to choose the choices that you might want to make, but those choices themselves are also out of your control. I mean, let's say, I don't know, Coke or Pepsi. It's a very simple choice, right? And, you know, maybe through your upbringing, everyone in your family loves Coke, okay? So as a result, you choose Coke, right? Is that choice really in your control? I don't know, maybe. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but, you know, through your upbringing, you've happened to have uh, had a predisposition to choose Coke. But let's say in another set of circumstances, you want the choice between Coke and Pepsi, but instead your choice is between Coke and 7-Up because Pepsi isn't available in your area. So by the removal of that option, in a way, you could also say that your free will is taken away from that situation because even your ability to choose is taken away because one of the options is not available to you. You know? I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. And so I guess that's something that historically has... has been prevalent in um, the way people live you know the world's a big place and not everything is available everywhere so that could obviously um, dictate the way your life turns out mm-hmm. yeah that was a very simple analogy thank you yeah. That, yeah but it I makes mean, sense that, yeah it makes sense and I also feel like what I said about like how history affects the future mm-hmm. and the present I said the present but yeah. it also affects the future and that's why, like, I feel like it's an unconscious thing where when humans, because obviously humans always try to, like, make society better for ourselves. 
but that's also because for the future people that will come onto this world it'll maybe help eliminate those um unfortunate situations people are born into is because that's so that's why when we try to make a better society today it also makes a better society for for, tomorrow for tomorrow yeah yeah and Um, i feel like that's just an unconscious choice that humans make mm mm-hmm yeah. I, I guess I have one more thing to add to the, to the analogy is um, there's so many people complaining about their choices, you know, people complaining that they have to choose between Coke and 7-Up instead of Coke and Pepsi. But we need to think about the types of people who don't even have the choice between Coke and 7-Up. How, how many people can't choose between any drink at all because they just don't have the means to achieve any of it? So, you know, you have these people complaining, oh, I, I wish I had different choices. And then there's people that have no choices, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess that's something to be aware about is um, there's always someone less fortunate than you. So if you're complaining about something as petty as Coke or Pepsi, just remember there are people out there who have no drink at all. That's very true. And I also believe it's... Uh, those who are born maybe privileged, like we said... I also, I believe it's their duty to be humble, though. Mm-hmm. Everyone should be humble, mm-hmm. no matter what their economic status is. If you're rich, I, you still owe it to people to be humble and still be a hard worker, of course. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, because, like Andrew said, no matter what situation, some someone has it worse than you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, uh, people will probably disagree with me, but for me, whenever I, it helps me remember that someone has it harder than me when I'm going through a hard time, and it it um, encourages me to like bounce back from it and mm-hmm. just come back stronger from it. And I mean, that's not to say that your pain or your hardship isn't valid because it's not the worst thing in the world. Yeah, that's not what I was. Saying yeah, but it is to say that you know you need to recognize that whatever you're going through, there are worse things to go through. I mean, yeah, there's still um, places in the world where tribes are untouched. Yeah. They're, uns- they're still yeah. living, like, like thousands of years ago. Yeah, really. yeah. And um, we still have cannibalistic tribes out there. And uh, a lot of countries, um, villages, mm-hmm. I mean, they never even heard of fucking TikTok. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm yeah. serious. Like, yeah, no, yeah, no, you're really right. Serious. I mean, and the very concept of like electricity to them is some foreign. countries there's no child labor laws. Yeah, still there's no LGBTQ uh, rights. Yeah, legal um, protections around that. Um, yeah, the police are corrupt in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. There's no police in some places. Okay. Yeah, I mean, okay, so and yet again, no one has the. The, the decision to be born in those exactly, places. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. They grow up in suffering and they had nothing to do with that. You can't blame them for that pain. Yeah. Um, which I guess kind of turns out is, um, so let's say you're born into that like world of pain. You can't be blamed for it. And then if you grow up to be a bad person, right, mm-hmm. can you be blamed for becoming a bad person? Let's say you're born like surrounded by violence, you know? And so then, like, from day one, like, from childhood, you're working already to meet ends, to make ends meet, all right? And then as an adult, you see no other decision but to turn to a life of crime. And so, you know, you're stealing, you know, you're robbing people, you're selling drugs, you're doing all these things. And so, 
you know, that makes you a criminal, you know, by definition. Can you be blamed for being a criminal? You know, are those those crimes you committed committed by you, like, or did you have any choice otherwise, you know? Mm-hmm. So should we hold those people, I mean, obviously we should hold them accountable, but do they deserve to be punished? Because the reasons why they do these things had nothing to do with the choices of the mistakes that they made. Yeah, and uh, it's also another reason why we see these bad people. And if you look into their past, you can almost see why the things they do is like they they think it's right to them. Mm-hmm. And a lot, like a lot of the comic book villains. Yeah. I mean, it's comic books, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, their backstories give them that reason for what they do and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, uh, I'd like to introduce a concept that uh, I think it's a, a Calvinistic uh, idea um, of uh, predetermination or predestination. And that's kind of uh, in the Calvinistic um, uh, version of Christianity is uh, when you're born into this world, you're already entering, your soul is already entering the earth, and it's already ter- determined whether or not you're going to heaven or hell. All right? So... I'd, I'd like to see what you think of this is are there people that are born to be bad and people that are born to be good and like do they not have any control over how they turn out because they're just born to be that way you know is a serial killer entering the earth as an already they're going to be a bad person and there's nothing that they can do about it do you think that's a thing that exists or well so let me ask you like is your question like are some people born on earth and their destiny is to be like a bad person is that what you're asking yeah like are 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 bad people born or are they made this i guess what i'm trying to say oh i i believe that bad people are made in their life and environment and environmental trauma is what causes these people to have um these thoughts and of course there's a thought of uh, mental disability mm-hmm. too but um we also there's also people that who were born in poverty or unfortunate conditions and they still became yeah. good people yeah 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 and there's a, I know a lot of people that uh that grew up in toxic households and abusive parents stuff like that and you know they're doing fine to me and they yeah. you know it's they're, kinda like, they're just rolling with the punches really so and seeing stuff like that is also inspiring you know it's kind of like that story of uh like there's a dad that drinks like all throughout his two sons childhood right mm-hmm. and so then when the sons grow up one of them drinks all the time and is like this alcoholic that relies on the bottle and people ask him why he drinks so much and he says well my dad dr- uh, drank growing up so, um, I had no choice, you know, that's how I was, that's what I was surrounded by. And that's who I am now, you know? Mm-hmm. And then the other son doesn't drink alcohol at all. And people ask him, oh, well, why don't you drink? And he said, well, my dad drank all the time when I was growing up. So I know I'm never going to touch the stuff because yeah. I've seen what it does. And so these, you know, these two sons, these brothers grew up in the same circumstance, but the way they interpreted um, life's lessons, I guess, their hardships is, you know, in entirely different directions. Yeah, and, and Andrew just brought up, he also brought up interpretation. 
and we talked we all we just talked about um for a while about how people are born into different unfortunate situations but what also matters is the way people interpret what happens to them people could use these things to their advantage and some people they may not think of it that way and it may get to them you know what i mean yeah 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 Yeah. i mean i guess that's that's interesting i mean the way people interpret things um and i mean i think that's a big part of it that is a big part you know what Maybe, maybe you have changed my mind actually maybe because going into this i thought you know free will doesn't really exist because every circumstance you know every thing that makes you who you are has already been created by the time you're born and you know you don't you can't do anything about it but then I, I think you are right in like the interpretation factor of it where two people can have the exact same upbringing but then still become such different people you know yeah mm-hmm. uh, and, so yeah, okay. okay well okay so I guess my question to you is what do you think causes like the difference in interpretation like what what makes someone interpret something like some hardship in a different way that is positive you know how do you turn that negative how do you turn that negativity into something that builds you to be a better person when you've never been taught that or do you think that's like an innate human trait yeah i do believe it's an innate human trait um because as humans we see things that like when whenever we experience or see something we've never seen before mm-hmm. i mean it's in our head it goes straight to our head that oh it tells us to think about something when something happens yeah and it's just stuff like that like interpretation um all these bad things can happen to you and the way you interpret it it has that also has an effect of how your life turns out mm-hmm. and i'm not saying like um that i'm not saying if you're poor that doesn't mean you stay poor yeah, yeah. that's not what i mean yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. i mean i mean things like uh it's just the way some people think it has an effect that's all i'm saying yeah the way you I'm repeating myself, but interpretation has an effect on what you do and how your life becomes as well, not just the stuff that happens to you. In order to break the cycle, you need to believe that you can break the cycle. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, like, you can also think of it like how your family, like let's say you're in a rich family, mm-hmm. a privileged family. You also have to think about what your family did to get to that place. If you think about your great-grandparents yeah. and stuff like that. Not everyone was born into riches. Yeah. Your past family had to work hard so that you could actually have that privilege. So you could have the options. Yeah, so yeah. you can have the options and stuff like that. I'm not saying like, oh, that means like, you know. No, it's yeah, like people it's worked, uh, I guess, to, to uh, give you the metaphorical choice of pepsi you know yeah yeah okay so with this uh, whole interpretation thing I'm, I'm curious what you think okay so let's say there are two twins all right and i know twins aren't actually genetically identical but let's say for the sake of this um situation you have two twins they're identical uh in like not only like identical physically but even on a genetic level they are completely the same 
you know, for the sake of our argument, they're basically clones of each other, okay? And then from birth, they're raised in the exact same way. And I'm talking like everything is exactly the same. Maybe they were raised by like robots or something. And so the way the robots, you know, act when they're raising them is precise and it's exactly the same, okay? They're fed the exact same things. They're taught the exact same things in the exact same ways, okay? Mm-hmm. And then let's say when they're like 18, they meet each other, okay? Yeah. Are they going to be the exact same person? Because on a genetic level, they are. They were raised exactly the same. And uh, so, like, do you think they would, like, be the, essentially the same person? Well, yeah. I mean, this is one of the things that are talked about, like, in science is, like, why twins have different personalities. Yeah. And it's just, like, like what you said, um, two people can be can grow up in the same environment but turn out completely different because of personality yeah but i mean i guess in this version it's because personality has to come from somewhere right like what what gives you your personality because if it's not genetic and if it's not what what your upbringing is where does that personality come from yeah i mean and that personality comes from what you experienced in your life Okay, well then, yeah. in this scenario, they experience the exact same things, right? They're brought up the exact like same Like everything? Like, like everything is exactly the same. Same timing and, you know, same everything. Well, like, even the little things can affect personality. Like, having a brother yeah. affects your personality. Yeah, yeah. And they had each other. That also affects your Oh, no, no, like, they're, grown up, like they, they're brought up separately. Okay. okay. Like, they've, ne- they've never met until they turn, like, 18. And so, up until that point, they're raised separately, but in the exact same way. Is well, I mean, in that case, uh, you could say they could. I mean, they could be the same because, from where I'm thinking about this, what do you think about it? Yeah, yeah. So, from where I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking because they're exactly, I think they would be like the same person essentially, but then I'm curious how long it takes. Like, once, like, let's say they're raised the exact same way up until they're 18. So, for the sake of argument, they're like the same person, right? Because they experience everything identically, and then. At 18, you just kind of release them into the world. At what point do they become different people? You know? Mm, yeah. Well, when they see different things and how they interpret it, yeah. uh, that's when they start becoming different people. Like, they become different individuals. Yeah, but I'm curious how long that takes. Because let's say for me, right? Yeah. Let's say you cloned me. And then one version of me went to go get a cup of coffee while the other version of me stayed sitting right here and I'm on my phone, right? When that person, when that version of me comes back, right, are we different people? Because he had, like, a different experience. He went to go get a cup of coffee. But it doesn't really change who I am. Like, I'd, I'd still say we're the same person, right? Yeah. Well, let's say two extra people of you yeah. right now. Yeah. One went to Asia one went to Europe for the and lived there for the rest of their life. Visit okay. them in 30 years. They're, they're, they're different. different. Yeah. yeah, they're going to be different from each other, but it is still you. That's true. Oh, dude, you know, yeah. what just, you know what I just realized? We totally just looped back to the episode one of our podcast. Oh and that episode was the illusion of identity. And Paradox. I, yeah. So in that episode, I was talking about how there's no true version of you because you're constantly changing. And yeah. so... That's that's a whole. Well, hang on. So if you're if you're curious and you're listening to this episode, this is like your first episode, and you're curious like to learn more about this, go back to episode one. There's some recording issues. It's it, I think it's listenable still, but we totally just discussed that. I, I somehow 
loop back to that same topic somehow. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is pretty interesting to, to think about free will and what makes you you and and all that jazz. Uh, so what next, Aaron? We're going <laughs> to talk about sequels that are better than the original movie. Yeah. And this is a whole segment because most of the time the first movie is better than the sequel. Yeah. I mean, yeah, everyone knows that. Yeah, everyone knows that. Yeah, it's really difficult to think of a of a sequel that's, that was better. I think Harry Potter: The Prisoner of Azkaban uh, is my favorite Harry Potter movie, and that's a sequel technically. Cause it's so third. Andrew just uh, pulled out a movie that he knows I haven't seen, so now <laughs> he has to ramble about it. Yeah, I mean. Actually, I don't have that much to say about it. I think it's just my favorite. It, it balances the darkness and the humor and youth of Harry Potter uh, the best in the entire series, in my opinion. Yeah, Prisoner of Azkaban's my favorite. Uh, I haven't read any of the books. We know, honey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen any of the movies? Oh, Maybe a little of the first one. Yeah. They're fine. I mean, I, I, I really liked Harry Potter when I was younger, but I think I kind of grew out of that stage. Yeah. And number one, I'm I'm telling you right now, guys, Monsters University is better than Monsters. I completely disagree. I don't think Monsters, Monsters University Univer <laughs> Monsters University is so much fun, and it has a better story overall. I'm Listen, sorry. Monsters I'm University sorry. was good, but Monsters Inc is a classic. Monsters University okay, has. I, I won't deny Monsters Inc that yeah. that it was a classic. Yeah. But I think as a movie, Monsters University is more enjoyable. I I disagree. Yeah, and um, that's because Mike. Uh, I don't. You haven't. You probably haven't watched. No, it I have seen it. Oh no, not recently. Yeah. So yeah. I know your mind is as fresh on it. But um, so what the story is about basically, Mike Wazowski. Um, He's going to college. He wants to be a scarer. He wants to be a scarer. Dude. Yeah. He gets into yeah. that good college. I remember the plot. And I just want to say. The casting in that movie is so good. Like, uh, you have Helen Mirren as uh, Dean Hardscrabble. Like, that was so cool. Like, she was cool. And, uh, like, the Roar Omega Roar group. That whole, oh, yeah. They're that douchey frat group in every college. Yeah. And it gets the college-university atmosphere right. Like, you know what I mean? Listen, man, it's good. All right? I'm not going to take that yeah. away from you. It's a good movie. But I think Monsters, Inc. is so much more memorable than Monsters University. You know, yeah. I don't think if I asked like people on a, on like the street, if I asked them what their favorite Pixar movie is, I doubt anyone no of them is gonna, gonna say, say no one's gonna say Monsters Inc. or no one's gonna say Monsters University. I mean, but no one's gonna say Incredibles two then. Incredibles two is not better than the original. I wouldn't say that either. Yeah. It's good, but it yeah, it's Incredibles. The thing about these Disney sweet sequels is they're still fun to watch though. They're not as good as the originals. Yeah, but I th I do think Monsters University is better than the first one because if you compare the stories, like, Monsters University is about kind of, like, knowing your worth yeah. and that you can work so hard for something and it just, it it didn't work out, so... And that's okay. I, and that's okay, and then you realize what else you're worth for. And that's kind of like what the journey Mike Wazowski goes through and a lot, what a lot of people go through. Yeah. Rather than in Monsters, Inc., 
when the plot is about looking for some girl. Okay, yeah, I mean, I, I guess the message of Monsters University. I mean, University. I apologize because I haven't seen Monsters, Inc. in years, so uh -huh. I forgot what the moral of that story was. Okay, uh, yeah, now I'm trying to think of what the point of Monsters, Inc. is. Uh, exactly, like, what was the point? <laughs> I don't think it's very strong. I think, if anything, I'd say right off the top of my head, it's maybe laughter is stronger than fear. Like, maybe happiness is more powerful. Mm. But I wouldn't say that's, like... Like, that's not a like a powerful point like they don't really drive that home so like what happens in monsters Inc? You know? okay like, well they yeah they find her right yeah they and... so they find the girl and like she like likes the monster like yeah. she's not scared of him of sully and so she kind of follows him around and they have to try to figure out where her door is to put her back home mm. so they can go back to like their life but then along the way they're like oh, oh they become friends yeah they yeah. become friends and then they realize that when she laughs it's more powerful than when a kid screams so they're like oh happiness is more powerful than you know scaring them so in the end do they try and make kids laugh yeah so in the end they, they do yeah in the end they oh. put her back to her door and then they uh convert all the monsters become comedians basically instead of scarers. oh man you don't like that that kind of so if you see monsters university it kind of almost ruins the it kind of spits into the face of monsters university yeah because um well monsters university is a prequel it's a prequel yeah it's but... a prequel Dude, like, because um, there's a whole science to yeah, scaring to, Yeah, to scaring you. And that's what makes it cool. It's like, <laughs> there's a bunch of scare theories and stuff. Yeah. And that's what makes it cool. And in the end, they kind of just, like, make kids laugh or yeah. something. Sorry to burst your bubble, Aaron. That makes it even worse. Like, I hate that movie. What? Worse no. Now. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll respectfully disagree with you on that one. All right. But, all right. Other sequels that are better than the original. All right, I, I'll, I'll rattle some off, and you tell me what you think. I think Spider-Man 2, the Raimi Spider-Man 2, was better than the original. I mean, it's the Pope Catholic. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The Dark Knight, obviously, is the highlight of the trilogy. Mm -hmm. uh, Avengers Infinity War is better than the, the first Avengers movie. Yeah? Well... The first Avengers movie was kind of, mon like, monument. Monument, yeah. It, yeah. it was like a... Is a pioneering of of a cinematic universe. It was really yeah, and I you can't really take away from that. It was like a proof it, of concept coming a, true. It was a classic. Yeah, in a way. but I say that I think Infinity War has more rewatchability. I think the pacing of Infinity well, War is better. Yeah, I've seen Infinity War. Well, more. you can very easily watch rewatch Avengers. That's true. Like That's once true. Once a year. Yeah, easily. But I'm saying I could rewatch Infinity War once a week for like the rest of my life probably. And I don't think I can Every see. week? Yeah. Damn, we got a super fan over here. <laughs> I mean, in eighth grade, I was watching it religiously, dude. Like, I think I knew most of the lines. Yeah. By heart. And I had the... Like, and why is that? Do you like Thanos' like, story? Like, because that's Thanos' movie. It's not even an yeah. Avengers movie. I think... That's, that's like Thanos. I liked Infinity War so much because it felt almost like the promise of the MCU coming true, you know? The MCU gave us all these characters and it said, trust us, they're gonna be together someday and it's gonna be awesome. And then they did come together and it was awesome. And I did like the Thanos story, it felt focused, like it didn't feel all over the place. I think Infinity War was better than Endgame, yeah. in my opinion, yeah, yeah, as a movie. Cause it had a focus and it had that, like, it had that dread of like, the whole movie's point is just, can't let Thanos get those gems. But then on the other hand, you have Thanos' perspective, and you're almost rooting for him while you're rooting with the Avengers. You know what pisses me off to this day? Oh, yeah? I got Endgame spoiled to me 
before oh, yeah. I watched it. Who'd spoil it? How'd you spoil uh, I knew that Iron Man and Black Widow dies. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, because I, I looked in comments, in the comments yeah. of this one post. Uh, and India saw it first, so <laughs> everyone was watching. It was and, like talking about it. And talking about it. That's so. Sucks. I had Logan spoiled, but I mean, that's because I watched it years later. Logan's a good movie. Logan is a good movie. That's my favorite X-Men movie. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah I agree. Okay, more sequels that are better than the original. You got Terminator 2. Okay. Yeah, uh, Andrew hasn't seen that, but... Yeah. I mean, we all know Terminator 2. The only Terminator I've seen is Dark Fate, and I watched that with you, and it was bad. That was terrible. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, that was bad. Mackenzie uh, Davis is cool, but the movie itself was uh, pretty trash. Um... I feel like that is arguable, though, that some people will say Terminator 2 is better than the first one, because the first one was good, too. Yeah. Like, the first one was actually really cool. Oh, I thought of another. Captain America, the Winter Soldier. That's better. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, uh, anyways, but I feel like what puts over the top and why people like Terminator 2 more mm -hmm. is because of the relationship between um, the Terminator and John. And John. All right. Because... I mean, the Terminator, he's literally just a robot guy. Yeah. And John is... It works because that's just how you know that... Um, I forgot his name. James Cameron? Yeah. Like, he knew what he was doing because the Terminator was literally a robot. So, he doesn't know what it is to be, like, a human. Mm hmm And John never had a father figure in his life. And so, they they bounce off each other where the Terminator being around John becomes more of a, a, a human because the Terminators are a learning computer mm -hmm. and while they know everything about human anatomy and stuff like that in their mind they don't know to feel be, yeah because they have to be it makes them more efficient killers because that's what a Terminator is just yeah. killing a human that's their job but they don't know what it's like to be human at all of course but learning off of john and almost becoming like a father figure to terminator mm -hmm. um the terminator knew why humans feel this way about things and because what he learned based off of john like in the movie where um john connor um little john he was crying because um well, it's been a while. I forgot why he was crying, but <laughs> yeah. of course he was sad because we cry when we're sad, right? Yeah. And ter the Terminator asked him, "Why are you crying?" Like he was like, "What's going on with your eyes?" Hang on, can you say that in Arnold Schwarzenegger's voice? What's wrong with your eyes? <laughs> okay. That was terrible. That was terrible. Yeah. I I can't do accents, some accents, but uh. Yeah. Anyways, he was like, John was like. That's just what happens, like... When people are sad. When he didn't say that he was sad, he was just like... Well, he said nothing, and then later he asked again, like, something like... And then John was like, because humans feel things sometimes. Uh-huh. And then, at the end, when Terminator... Sorry, Andrew. When Terminator <laughs> kills himself, because uh -huh. he has to... With, the, like, the thumbs up, Yeah, right? Yeah, which yeah. is iconic. John starts crying again... And he realized that he made a connection with John. Whoa. Like, uh -huh. he, like he meant something to John, even though he's just a robot. So then he learned that sadness is what makes humans cry, mm. and he understands that. And 
and and then when he realized that that also made him sad that made him know yeah oh. so and then while all this john also finds a father figure in the terminator that he never had thank you for sharing your and mind. that oh my is what puts terminator 2 over terminator <laughs> 1 but i love michael ben okay all right thank you I'm trying to think of other examples. <laughs> that was kind of a lot. I just kept going. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. help that I haven't seen any of the Terminator movies. Yeah. Except the shittiest one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of other examples of sequels that would have been better. Uh, I think most of like the really good movies don't really get sequels, yeah? I mean, like obviously, some movies are great, but... Uh... Mm. <laughs> oh no, aliens! Oh, no. Okay. The aliens are coming, okay. guys. You guys, we, got, we got our special. You guys guests. gotta help us. Our special guest yeah. is the aliens. Yeah, we actually brought some special guests today. Yeah. And how are yeah. you doing? <laughs> so, uh, what planet are you guys from? Snarlock. Well, uh, is is that uh, in the Andromeda galaxy or? Is that kind of a... Uh, is that further away? Or... Yes. Yes. Good answer. Alright. Um, and that was the yeah, aliens. And they're beaming away now. Oh, look at them. They, they took a cow with them. That's oh, crazy. Yeah. Where yeah, is a... a guy. Yeah, they just... Um, they just did that weird grass pattern. Oh, they're gonna probe them now. <laughs> they just did that weird thing they do sometimes with like the crop circles in the cornfield. Yeah. I don't like know. Signs. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why we have a cornfield in California, but that's definitely yeah. what we just saw. Uh, thank you to the aliens. Maybe maybe they'll come back for us someday. Yes. Yeah. Do we just move on to recommendations, or do we just like try to figure out what to talk about for like a while? Well, we know not to recommend. That is true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, maybe we'll just go into our recommendations. Yeah. How long is this episode so far? Like 40 minutes. 40 minutes. 30. Yeah, it's like 30 yeah. minutes. We're going to burn half an hour. What are we going to do? And now Aaron is going to read the dictionary. Yes, yeah, so let's read the thesaurus. The thesaurus? Th thesaurus. Yeah. What do you got for us? What is the the source again? Like, what's in it? It's like a book of synonyms. Yes. So, okay. Yeah. So, synonyms. Yeah, you gotta start with the A's. So you gotta okay. think of a word that starts with an A and then give us synonyms for it. By the way, I'm sorry if you're still listening. We we don't have anything better to talk about. Dynamita is better than talkies. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, we're just doing hot takes now. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Tom Holland is a bad Spider-Man. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure we've said that. He's before. not bad at playing Spider-Man. But no, no, he's a good just, he's a good actor. Like he's a good actor, but he's just a bad Spider-Man. Yeah, we don't like his Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. So just Tommy Maguire all the way, dude. Oh yeah. Tommy Maguire, honestly, Andrew Garfield's underrated, I'm gonna be honest. I like 
a lot of aspects of his. I don't. I don't. But I like aspects. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the aliens are back. Oh, they're back. Again. That's so crazy. Oh, they uh, they brought us uh, little trinkets from uh, yeah. their base from Bearheart. From Bearheart. <laughs> I'm joking. Um. Oh no! There they go again. Oh yeah, you can hear yeah. them beaming away. Yeah, it was just a drop off. It was. We go into recommendations. Yeah, let's go into recommendations. Yeah. 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 Let's stop wasting these people's time. I know. Okay. What do you have to recommend this week? I'll let you go first. Well, we're definitely gonna not recommend something for yeah, you guys. Yeah. And that is... Uh, hang on. I, I believe it was called Super Coffee. Okay, hang on. Let me pull up the notes because... Well, that's fun. Because Aaron oh, and I... Because re- Aaron and I... Uh, we tried this coffee, like, just now. It's called Super Coffee by Keto Life. Um, apparently, it's a keto coffee that's, like, a protein shake, kind of, almost. But it's for people that are trying to be healthy without yeah. drinking sugar. Like they a, still want coffee. Yeah, yeah. Morning. So, it's, like, zero sugar. It's a keto and all that jazz. Yeah. Um, and, and it was horrible. It was yeah, it was yeah. so bad. It was bad. Yeah, it was so... Bad. Um, and me and Andrew, we've always seen it in the liquor store, but we never got yeah. it. Yeah. So we wanted to try it. We bit the bullet and, and did I not knew, pay off. I told Andrew, I was like, I have a bad feeling, dude. And it's it tasted bad. Oh, it tasted yeah. bad like muscle milk. It was worse than muscle milk. It was worse yeah. than muscle milk. Um, so yeah, that's my that's our anti-recommendation. Uh, if you're listening to this in the grocery store, just keep walking. Um, yeah. Walk past that. Yeah, let's let's boycott that whole company until they make it better. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, Aaron, I have a recommendation that you've given me that I watched on the plane. Um, I watched The King with uh, oh, yeah, so- with Robert Pattinson and Timothée Chalamet. What did you think about it? I thought it was great. Oh, yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Okay, but really, like, yeah, like what? No, were yeah, thoughts? I thought it was great. Uh, cast was stacked. I know. Had a uh, Thomas and Mackenzie and uh, Ben Mendelsohn in there. I didn't expect them. Um, I thought it was great. It kind of, uh, it really embodied. Where was Ben Mendelsohn in it? I, I forgot. I don't remember. He was at the beginning. Oh, okay. Yeah. But his hair was, like, long, and he was in, like, armor, so it was hard to recognize him. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of funny. But that movie is kind of underrated. Yeah. No, I like the way, like... I like the way it explains, the like... Whole the whole vibe. The war... It felt like the medieval... The vibe. war tactician. Like, what's his name? Sir John. I liked him a lot. He's my favorite. Uh, Robert Pattinson's French accent was funny to me. Uh, I mean, I think he played well as, like... A fucking douchebag prince. Oh yeah, no, for sure like, he did. Yeah, he, he, he did. Yeah, a douchebag. Yeah, prince for sure did. French prince guy. Yeah, uh, I liked his death scene where he's just slipping on the mud. Yeah. That was funny. Yeah. Um, Timothée Chalamet. Good performance. Um, I think he's in Lady Bird. I have that on my list. I haven't seen it yet. I saw it. Oh, was it good? Yeah, it was okay. It was alright. It's, like... it's one of those indie films, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's just like a. It's another one of those like it's t- like coming, teenage it's coming dramas. Of age. Yeah, yeah, it's coming of age. Yeah, is it like uh, is it like Perks of Being a Wallflower, at all? Have you seen it? I haven't seen that movie. It's it's pretty good. I mean, yeah, it's good. Uh, Ezra Miller, Logan Learman, um, Emma Watson. I like Emma Watson's 
performance, but her accent is god-awful. Like, honestly, I like the movie, but I can't rewatch it because Emma Watson's accent is that bad in the movie. Because she's British, but she's trying to sound American. Perks of Being a Wallflower. Oh. Yeah, her accent is so bad. Yikes. Yeah. Um... Now you guys want to get scared, and for the horror fans out there, I mean, you've probably already seen the movie if you're a horror fan, but this is like, if you don't want to sleep for the next couple nights, just watch Hereditary. And watch That's on my list. And see how that, see where that gets you. Because that movie, like, and I'm, I'm a scaredy cat when it comes to horror movies, so, but, I mean, I don't get scared super easily, like, so... And it made me pretty scared, so... Yeah, watch that. Yeah. Have fun with that one. Um, trying to think of other stuff I watched recently. Um, I watched Bottle Rocket, which was Wes Anderson's first movie. It was fine. Uh, watch it was if... it worth watching? I'd say watch it if you're like a big Wes Anderson fan. But if not, you don't have to. It's fine. I'm pretty sure it was Owen Wilson's first movie, too. He, he did pretty good. Um, it's, I'd say, probably the least stylized of the Wes Anderson movies, and that's probably because it's, it's, like, the one with the smallest budget. Um, so it didn't have the vivid colors and all that that Wes Anderson's, like, iconic for. Um, so that was, I don't know, that was pretty good. Uh, anything else? No. Just have a good rest of your summer. Yeah. yeah. This is a pretty short episode, then. Yeah. Yeah. Especially after editing. This is going to be, like... 40 minutes, I guess. Maybe even less than that. Maybe like half an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Well, until next time, thank you for listening to the Bayside Hut. Yeah, see ya.